Hey there, CEOs. It's Brandy, and I have just a quick note for newer listeners. This show used to be called the She Who Dares podcast, but on May 5th, 2022, we changed the name to the Wedding Pro CEO podcast to better reflect my mission to help wedding industry entrepreneurs scale a profitable business they love. The content is the same, just a more descriptive title. Enjoy the show. You're listening to episode number 79 of the She Who Dares podcast. Welcome to the She Who Dares podcast. I'm your host, Brandy Gar. I'm a small business entrepreneur with almost 20 years of experience in the event industry, and I've spent the last decade creating multiple thriving businesses, growing a dedicated team, and teaching others to do the same. Each week, I'll share an inspiring conversation or message to encourage you to follow your dreams to start or scale your business. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. Let's jump into the episode. I am so excited to be back with you guys today for a solo episode, which we haven't done in a while. I really wanted to jump on here and talk about networking. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I did a clubhouse room all about networking, and it was such an engaged room. And I really thought, you know, I want to bring these tips that we're all talking about in here to my podcast listeners and have a way for people to re-listen and really maybe engage some of these ideas to help deepen your relationships with those vendors that you work with all the time. And so this is going to go so much beyond, you know, passing out business cards or make sure you have a mint when you're there. Those are all important tips, but this is really creating relationships, not just how to network, but how to use the networking events that you're attending to create real relationships and partnerships within the industry because that's how you're going to grow a successful business. That's a huge piece of growing such a successful business. Now, a couple episodes back on episode 76, if you remember me talking with Katie Padilla of Scarlet Rose Events, she asked me what I would say would be the number one reason for the success of Blush. And I didn't even have to think about it. Right away, I was able to answer, it's my network. There's no question that my network has been the biggest component of the success of my company. And that really is because so many doors get opened when you have people that speak highly of you when you're not in the room. And that's so, so important. You are one person and you won't be able to be in all the places. And and a lot of times you're not even going to be comfortable, you know, shouting your own name from the rooftop. But when other people value what you do and they know that you have a mutually beneficial relationship, they want to shout your name from the rooftop. They want to um, tell people about who you are when an opportunity comes up and they know that you're going to do the same for them. And so really that's how success kind of like grows like wildfire is when you now have this network of people who are all talking about you when an opportunity comes up and that you're doing the same for them. And so without question, I would say that the number one reason for the success that we have at Blush, my planning company, if you're not familiar, is my network, 100%. And just recently, we did a big brand photo shoot for Blush as well. And I have to tell you, I was completely overwhelmed once again by the network of vendors that immediately were just like, yes, what do you need? What do you need? We're there. We're in. No questions asked. Just like, you're doing a photo shoot. You guys are styling it. We're in. And there's so much value in that feeling of just saying like, 
Thank you so much for believing in what we do and wanting to be part of it and how can we help in return. So anyway, that's my little tangent about networking, but that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. And so today, really, as I go over these five tips, it's not about how to meet the most people at a networking event. I will never, ever, ever teach you that. It's really about how to meet the right people and to create a relationship with them that goes far beyond that event. So we're going to talk about these five tips, and I'm going to start with number one. Are you guys ready? You ready to dive in? Okay. So number one is going to be to have a goal. Now, I'm pretty passionate about this, and um, it actually came up in my clubhouse room, and I do believe that you should have a goal going into a networking event. Now, it can be really anything. It can be as simple as meet three new people. It can honestly be that simple. You don't have to overthink it. But you could also have a very specific goal, such as meet this one person that you know is going to be there, right? So sometimes we have a hard time um, figuring out, you know, gosh, I really want to meet, like I'm a planner, for instance, so I might really want to meet a venue owner that's in the room. And I've had this happen before. And I know they're going to be at this networking event. So instead of just being like, I hope I get to meet them, I'm going to make it my mission to make sure that I meet them. (laughs) I'm going to make sure that I put myself in a position to be able to walk up and ask a question or even better would be to find out somebody that we mutually know that could introduce me during the networking event. Because anytime you get a warm introduction, that's going to go a lot further than you walking up cold. But the whole point of a networking event is to meet people. So no one should be shocked if you walk up to them and introduce yourself and start making a conversation. That's the place to do it. But when you have a goal going into it, you will be more strategic about what you're doing. And so I do think that this is very, very important. Sometimes um, a goal could even just be, you know, to deepen a relationship with someone. So it could be that you met a vendor at a networking event before, but you really didn't get much of an opportunity to talk. And so you could walk back up to them and say, hey, you know, I really enjoyed chatting with you last time. I'd love to get to know a little bit more about your business. Did you guys did you want to sit together at um, lunch if you haven't already chosen a table? Like, I think that's a great opportunity to get to know more about people. And instead of saying, I'd love to tell you more about my business, no, no, no. (laughs) Say, I'd love to learn more about what you do. You want to learn more about them because we can say all day long, I don't, you know, I don't like talking about myself, but everybody loves talking about themselves. Okay. So make it about them. And just, this is this is really, really important. Have a goal. All right. Number two is to wear a conversation piece. Now, this one is from my friend Victoria Angela of Victoria Angela Photography and Shop Moda. She was actually speaking at a conference recently, and this was one of the tips that she gave. And if you know Victoria Angela at all, I will link her Instagram in the show notes, She is um, quite the fashionista. She is incredible. And so it makes total sense that this would be a tip that she would give out is to wear a conversation piece. And what I loved about what she said about this is this could be as simple as a funky pair of earrings or a really unique bow tie or a funky skirt, something unique, maybe a pair of heels that are just a little different. And the reason for this is because it makes it easier for someone to start a conversation with you. 
And I thought this was a really interesting tip because it's so true. Sometimes somebody might want to come up to you and start a conversation, but they don't really know what to say. You know, it is awkward when somebody just walks up to you and they're like, hi, I'm Bob. And you're like, hi, Bob. And they're nervous, right? That happens. And so it's really great if you can wear a conversation piece where somebody could walk up and say, oh my gosh, your skirt is so interesting. Where did you get it? And so then that can really start a conversation or those earrings are so amazing. Where did you get them? And it just starts a conversation. And so it helps to break the ice a little bit. And even if you're not a fashionista, trust me, I am not. But what I have um, really gotten into over the last probably two years is statement earrings. I absolutely love wearing earrings that kind of make a bold statement. And it does make it easier for people to walk up and and kind of compliment them or even just to ask where you got them or or to tell you how strange they are. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. Um, but you, it, it helps to have that conversation. And so I thought that was a really, really interesting tip. And so I wanted to make sure to share it because I thought, you know, gosh, that's such, that's so simple. It's just so simple. So really think about it when you're thinking about what you're going to wear to a networking event, maybe add one piece into your outfit that would help somebody to be able to start a conversation with you. All right. You guys ready for number three? I know I'm hopping through these fast because they're honestly so simple. But when you think about it, it's like, whoa, that's such an easy thing to do. This is, I'm going to make this change right away. Okay. So number three, this one came up in the clubhouse room and I love, love, love this. Okay. So number three is ask questions that create a relationship. So now I would say that the hardest part of networking is keeping a conversation going right? I mean, that's the hardest part. You walk up and it's like, how's the weather? You know, what do you do? These are like the questions you will answer 900 times at a networking event. What do you do? And it's like, hi, I'm a wedding planner. And then where does the conversation go from there? You know, oh, what do you do? I'm a DJ. Excellent. I mean, where does the conversation go? That's not that's not really much of a conversation, right? It doesn't give you a lot to go on. So some of the questions that I think would be really, really great to ask would be, one is my favorite, is why did you come to this event? And, you know, it's interesting because I think that the answers that you get typically spur further conversation because somebody might say, you know, I came because I was really excited about the speaker today. Or I came because um, I really wanted to meet so-and-so, you know, and you can ask, oh, did you get an opportunity to meet them? I know them if you want me to make an introduction, you know, hey, that that could help. Or why do you want to meet them? You know, what's the purpose of meeting that person? You know, just finding out why did you come to the event would be, you know, it could be telling too of like if they like the speaker, you could be like, oh, have you heard them speak before? Or um, what what's intriguing to you about their topic? Or do you already follow them on Instagram? Like just kind of getting a little bit more out of it. Why did you come to this event? Is a really it can really spur a thousand different questions from there. The thing I would say to be careful about when you're asking these type of questions is that you absolutely have to be listening to the answer because the whole point is to spur more questions from their answer. So you can't ask the question and then be like 
looking around the room to see who else you can be talking to. You need to, you need to listen and then respond appropriately. So, okay. So one of the questions is why did you come to this event? Another one would be what made you start your business? I always find that this is a really great one. Either what, what made you start your business or um, what, what made you pick the name of your business? I'm so intrigued by names of businesses. I don't know why it's always been something that's super intriguing to me. Um, when I was naming blush, you know, it's like everyone has an opinion and, you know, people are like, ah, oh, that'll never work because you're not a makeup company. And so I always find it so interesting. Like what made you name your business that, and how did you choose it? Um, you know, do, do you wish you would have chosen a different name? That's always interesting too. I mean, you know, don't be insulting. <laughs> be careful about that one. But I, it does spur more conversation. And, you know, when I tell people how I chose the name Blush, when they ask, I'm like, you know, it was from the movie Steel Magnolias. My colors are blush and bashful. My mom and my husband, neither one wanted me to name my company that because they were like, it's so confusing. You're People are going to think you do makeup. And I'm like, I know, but I just feel it in my gut. Like this is the name of my company. And we went through lots of names before that. I didn't just like pick a name. Anyway, I think that that's a really interesting question. It can spur conversation. It helps you to get to know a little bit more about a person um, when they're kind of telling you about that journey. So and then um, this one, this question actually someone suggested in our clubhouse room. I thought this was a great one is, what is a favorite business book or podcast that you love? And I love this one too, because one, you can get to know, does this person value education? Doesn't matter either way, but some people will be like, oh my gosh, I, I have three kids and I do not have time <laughs> to consume podcasts or books. Like I don't have time. And so then you can ask them about their kids. Oh, how old are your kids? Um, you know, ask them about different things about their personal life. So that's a great way to get to know somebody a little bit better. Or depending on what they answer, they may say, um, you know, true crime or they may, you know, who knows what their answer is going to be, but it could be really interesting. Also, if they do give you the name of a podcast or a book, you can ask them why they like it. You know, what made this one really stick? Like what made, what's something that made that title of that book stick in your head? What'd you love about it? And then that could be a great suggestion to put on your own book list. Or, you know, one of my favorite podcasts is um, the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher. I was actually referred by someone else in the industry at a networking event. And um, they were like, oh my gosh, you have to listen. She's so great. And I absolutely loved it immediately as soon as I got into it. So, you know, I think that that's a really great way to, to expand your education, but also to find out from other people, you know, what are they into? What do they like? You know, do they like think and grow rich, you know, that's a great, and you can kind of say, oh, you know, are you into investing or, you know, do you think more about that? But I think it's really interesting and it's very telling of um, what people are into. And so you can absolutely spur even more questions from there. So what we're trying to do is to ask questions that would actually help you to get to know someone beyond just, hi, I'm a wedding planner. Hi, I'm a DJ. That's important to kind of know what someone does, but it really doesn't help you to get to know them and to create a relationship. And remember, the point of these tips and for all networking is really to create relationships and partnerships. It's not just to know as many people as you possibly can on a surface level. Okay, so now we're through the first three, so we only have two left. So number four is going to be how can you help them? So this is where these questions are really going to come into play as you're asking the questions in number three. You want to be thinking through, how can I help them? Because at the end of the day, relationships go both ways. 
right? And so you want to be able to say, oh my gosh, I can absolutely introduce you to that person. If they say, you know, when you ask, why did you come to this event? If they say, oh, I wanted to meet Susan from, you know, XYZ Resort, and you have a relationship with Susan, you could say, oh, I can absolutely make an introduction if you'd like. I know Susan, you know, she and I go way back. What? Yes. Hello. You don't think that person's going to remember you and be so thankful that you were able to create that relationship for them? So you want to make sure, how can you help them? Or when you ask a question about what's your favorite business book, if they tell you that they're reading Clockwork or let's say, actually, let's say they're reading Traction, right? A book about how to um, add an integrator into your business. And maybe you've already read that book or maybe you already have an integrator on your team and you could share a little bit about how it works with your team or you could give a recommendation of an integrator that they could look at working with. I mean, there's a million ways that this could go, but always listening to what their answer is and maybe a pain point that they're feeling in their business right now. And to be honest, you could absolutely even ask that when you're asking questions like, what's something that you're working on in your business right now? Like, what's something that you feel like you're really concentrating on leveling up in your business? And if you have a tool that could help them, Um, or you have a connection that you could make. I mean, how great would that be? So you always want to be thinking, how can I help this person to do whatever it is that they're trying to do next? That's really, really important. A relationship goes both ways. And eventually, you may need something from them. You may not. Sometimes it's just about having people that you love working with that speak highly of you because they love working with you. Absolutely. That's a great relationship. Always be looking for ways that you can help them as well because that's how a relationship is really mutually beneficial is when both sides are trying to find ways to level each other up. Okay, you guys, so we have reached number five. So let me recap one through four. So number one is to have a goal. Number two is to wear a conversation piece. Number three is to ask questions that create a relationship. And number four is how can you be helping them? What ways can you be looking to help them? Okay, and number five is so simple. It's just follow up. And this one, I would say, is the absolute number one missed opportunity. It's just simply following up. That's all you have to do. But it has to be more than a quick email that just says, hey, great to meet you. Hope you have a great week. Uh, That's not really, (laughs) that's not going to deepen this relationship, okay? So now really think through the person that you were talking to. If you had the opportunity to really chat with somebody in an event and spend a few minutes with them and ask them questions, then when you follow up, you should have so much information available to you to follow up. Do they have dogs? Are their dogs like their children? That's possible. You could say, oh my gosh, I would love to see pictures of your dogs. They sound like they're so adorable. That could be a great follow-up. If it's somebody that you really want to work with, you could even follow up with maybe like dog treats, right? You could send a little gift that's like, it doesn't have to be expensive, just something simple. Dog treats that you could send or a gift certificate to Chewy.com or a little collar for their dog. I mean, like little things, right? I know this sounds so silly, but it really isn't. What I think um, happens the most often is either we don't follow up at all, or we follow up and it's immediately, can I take you to lunch? 
And let's be honest, guys, like we are so busy and really listen for this. Here's something that I want you to hear. I have three girls, right? I have three daughters. They're very busy. They keep us very busy. And so when someone asks me to go to dinner or go to lunch, while I appreciate it and I know that it's coming from a good place, for me, it's so challenging to take that time out of my day to go have a conversation. Oh my gosh, this sounds so terrible. But let's, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. This happens all the time, especially to planners and venues where it's, can I, can I buy you lunch? Can I take you to dinner? Can I take you to cocktails? It sounds like it's so kind of you to do. And I'm sure that the sentiment is, but you have to understand what the other person's lifestyle is like. So one time I had a venue approach me and they really wanted to work together. And the venue manager said to me, I know you have three little girls. And so I'm sure that going to lunch or dinner would be super, super challenging. If you have time for a quick coffee, I'd love to do that. Otherwise, we can just jump on a phone call. And the the value that I found in just her knowing that I had three kids and that time was like this incredibly valuable resource, that alone meant so much to me. I was like, oh my gosh, you get it. Like you listened, you know a little bit about me and you know what's important to me. And so really understanding when you're asking those questions, what their life might be like, right? And how you can add value to it instead of trying to suck out of it, right? I know that that sounds so crazy, but this is really, really important. If I know someone has small children, I would never, ever ask them to a dinner event. Just finding time for the nighttime networking events alone is crazy as a parent. So really just consider that and maybe even just say, hey, I know you have small kids. I really would love to get together with you, but I know that your time is super valuable. Is there a time of day that works better for you? Or could we even just jump on a Zoom call? I mean, that's such a great opportunity. So follow up, follow up, follow up, but make sure that if you're asking for something from them, that you also know how to give back, right? That's so important. How can I help you? How can I help you? That's going to go so much further in a relationship. I mean, just like hearing what that other person said during your conversation would help so much to understand how you can help them and how you can help them level up. So you guys, I hope that this has been helpful to you, these five tips. They're honestly so simple, but sometimes it's like, wait, I yes, I forgot about that one. Like I forgot about questions that I can ask and how to, sometimes it's just a matter of hearing it again and thinking, oh, okay, yes, I can implement that immediately at my next networking event. Never, ever be one-sided. You need to always, always, always look for ways to make the relationship mutually beneficial. If you're going to ask for something from them, make sure you have something to give. And even if you don't need something right now, you may eventually, you know, in the far future, you may be like, I need a favor. I need your help. But if you're always giving to them, it's going to be a no-brainer. It's going to be a no-brainer. So really learn about the people that you're making relationships with and know how you can help their business. This is so, so important. You guys, I absolutely love being with you every single week. These solo episodes are a lot of fun for me to record because... Sometimes it's just, you know, these tips would be helpful for my audience and I want to make sure that I bring them back to the forefront of their mind to help them really grow and scale and level up their business. 
So I hope that you enjoy them. If you did, I would love it so much if you would pop over to wherever you're listening to this episode and leave a review. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you next time. Hey there, wedding pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed Pro to Confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerator Group has helped and taught me to do. Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning questions? When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches, and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do, and we can talk about it, think through it, and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing, and if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO, all in just six short months. 
In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.